0: the supermarine spitfires of the Hawker Hurricane sweep once more over the crowd and away. What an inspirational sight to mark this, the anniversary of the Battle of Britain's most intense conflict. With the display over, Her Majesty the Queen there retires to her new Bentley, whilst the Prince of Wales is driven away in the very latest Rolls-Royce. And today really is a reminder that had things turned out very differently, Great Britain would have been very much under the control of Germany. Oh. Hello, I'm Gareth Jones. He's Zog Hello He's Richard Hello And this is On Speed Welcome back listeners Welcome back Zog Welcome back Richard After your extended summer break You didn't go away Zog did you? I didn't No I've been mooching around London mostly You came here and looked after our house for a I while. did that we as well yes, yes yes Richard you haven't been away You're going away aren't I'm you? I'm
1: going away No I've been writing a book So I've been sitting alone in a room Tapping till my fingers bleed On a keyboard Not right. just tapping Tapping <laughs> <on the laughs> yeah. so That's not how you write a book
0: And F4 is back hooray uh, well it will well, be in yeah, the next few days back, yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss it I think I'm actually going to be in the middle of Tommy Cooper acting in Scottish land when that's on
2: they get F1 in Scotland don't they
0: no no they voted no <laughs> <on> F1
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes to stay
0: Pardon. if I almost missed the last race because of Tommy Cooper but elected to listen to it in the car which is something I haven't done for a long time I had a drive to do along the south coast and I listened to it on the radio have you listened to an F1 race on the
1: radio
2: recently either of you Mm about a couple of years ago I think was the last time. yeah it's worth doing. I did
1: yeah I did last year this time last year yeah. pretty much I think I was driving up to the Scottish borders and there's something quite nice about it yeah I agree on a long road trip yeah. having it on the radio you sort of think you'd miss a lot but actually the commentators uh, if they're good it's Five Live do a good yeah. job
2: with their commentary
1: although
0: I think Alan McNish and James Allen argue a little bit there's a little bit of needle there I noticed they didn't necessarily agree on everything but that's good radio yeah. the
1: pictures- do you know what's weird is I don't find James Allen, as annoying on the radio as I used to find him on the television, even though you couldn't see him for the most part (laughs) on television but i happily listen to Five Live it's uh, the same voice I know yeah. I, maybe I've just mellowed in my old age you're becoming more accepting yeah, yeah. yeah. strange that isn't it because I'm so much less accepting of so many other things Quite a <laughs> not, right I'm to... not saying that I'm becoming a racist or something I'm just saying that so i basically becoming, becoming a older, bit, older yeah. and grouchy I yeah think. just a bit grouchy about yeah. stuff the classic one is you get to a certain age and you just find young people insufferable and I've started to get like that But part yeah, of it yeah. I think is just that you get filled with that sort of wistfulness that you're not young anymore and so when you go oh my god their clothes are in Ridiculous. what you're thinking is well, I'm not fashionable I, I mean I it it rarely was anyway uh, But it's we, the
2: hips the beards that get me d- hang on I, 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 I really, hold on these guys these guys <laughs> with
0: the tattoos <laughs> the partings the tight trousers the coiffured hair and the beard and drinking ale as a man who had a mullet in the 80s I am not in a position to comment on how they dress at all and that's how I view it they can do what they want but anyway we should be talking about cars and not people Actually, I want to talk about Lewis. You see Lewis... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Talking about looking, out, looking <laughs> like a bit of a twerp. Did you see Lewis in Barbados? He was at the carnival, wasn't he? I think in I, I, I
1: saw a couple of pictures. Yeah, and I, mean, I like that because I thought, fair play. He's actually having a proper holiday, I'm having a good time. Yeah, proper yeah, holiday. Although
2: yeah. well, I have to say, if you're going to go to the carnival in the West Indies, Trinidad is the place to do it. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really?
1: That's
0: if if you like soca, no, though, I'm not a fan of soca, but there's a lot of soca. Calypso's
2: good to good. You know. um, soca
1: not so good. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can't remember who put this on Twitter, but somebody put up a picture of Hamilton on holiday, carnival, whoop, let the good times roll, And then Nico Rosberg on holiday. And I think he was playing chess with another (laughs) driver. And and there we had the perfect summing up of their... Differing approaches. Differing approaches to everything, including holiday time.
0: Is Lewis dating... um, What's her name now? Rihanna? Rihanna, yeah.
1: No, is he? he? There
2: was a rumour, yeah. I
1: don't know what these young people look like. Was I in the picture with him? I thought at one point he was... Supposed to be dating one of the Cardassians, but what, the one the who's spoon not. Spoonheads from Star
0: no. Trek with, him, yeah, with his neck.
1: No, yeah. Not those Cardassians. No, no. yeah but they were been, hanging out. I'm going to do air quotes now, forgive me, but he's been romantically linked with a few people recently, has he not? And I don't know about the Rihanna thing. I saw Rihanna last year. Did I tell you this? No. no. As in Where? saw her
2: live in context? No,
1: not even that. Well, yeah. saw her live. She was in real life. I'm convinced Jaguar, it was yeah. No, no. I, I once saw Lana Del Rey at a Jaguar thing. Anyway, let's digress. Saw one of suede in the bakers it was, did uh, you yeah yeah which the one uh, the woman
2: at the counter actually gave me his change by mistake
1: wow I used to live diagonally was, opposite like Brett was... Anderson but I never knew that until I moved out <laughs> and then somebody used to work with him at his record label went oh you used to live there Brett Anderson used to live there and I was like what number and I was like that's like diagonally opposite my house and I never knew anyway oh. in we digress <laughs> yeah, I was going to but... say Rihanna so there is a car element to this it was yeah. when I went to Los Angeles last summer and i borrowed that Dodge Durango Truck, which I think yeah. I, I mentioned on the show which was yeah. huge and I was making, I'll be honest, a very, very cack handed attempt to turn it round because the house we're staying in had a very steep, very short driveway. And because this was the sort of slightly sportier, hemi engined Durango, it scraped its nose on the driveway. And I was trying to turn around in the street. I didn't want to go all the way up the drive because it would scrape the nose. Mm. So I was blocking the street in narrow little leafy road off Laurel Canyon, if you know. Mm -hmm. That part of LA. And uh, (laughs) I say these things so casually if you know that part of LA. (laughs) And I realised there were two Cadillac Escalades coming down the street. Uh, That's a lot of car. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was in a lot of car as well, but there was just, basically, there was a lot of car in one bit of the street. It's a miracle the ground didn't give way beneath us. (laughs) And as I sort of shuffled my Durango out of the way and I looked at one of these Escalades in the front passenger seat was this very, very wee, quite pretty girl and she sort of gave me what could have been mistaken for evils and I swear it was Rihanna.
2: And Ooh. then I looked this up because
1: I said to my wife, I thought it was Rihanna. And she went, give over. And I went, no, it was Because if you went further up the street, you got some really nice houses, like right up in the Hollywood Hills. And I looked this up and Rihanna was playing at the Hollywood Bowl with Eminem, I think, the following night. So, you know, she legit, probably she probably was not town. Law of yeah. averages, yeah. probably yeah. was Rihanna.
0: Your other car pops in over, crossover, Lana Del Rey. Yes. That was the first time I'd ever heard of this person when you mentioned you'd seen her at the Jaguar thing. But actually, Lana Del Rey sounds like a Pontiac from the 80s, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I've got the Pontiac Lana
1: Del Rey. Surely
0: there was a with a very similar the, name, the
1: Del Rey bit of her name. Mm. There's a car connection there, was or there? is there? Or was she Actually, named after you Marina that, I think Del that might Rey? be. Yeah,
2: could be but... So well, there is
1: a car connection in mm. Marina Del Rey. Terribly understeering part of the. Book. <laughs> Actually, my
2: best pop star car connection is I once nearly ran over Nick Cave in Notting Hill. Nearly, I was turning right at a mini roundabout and I signaled clearly, and my exit was clear. And as I was turning right, he was on the pavement of the road that I was turning into. He kind of wandered into the road a little bit cluelessly, I thought. But, you know, we we saw each other in time and,
0: you know... You can't be a major music talent
2: talent and cross the
1: road safely. Was he wearing a black overcoat?
2: He was certainly wearing dark
1: clothing. Of course, good. I
2: I, I can't be more specific than that. Do you know what car
1: Nick Cave drives? Oh, Um, hang on, I I
2: bet it's uh, a really old Mercedes. No, surely it's it's got to be a muscle car of some kind. Well, hang on, first of all,
1: guess what colour Nick Cave... Black. Black. Bingo because uh, this is a few years ago he had a minor incident in Brighton where I think he lives he dinked into you know, one of those bars in the middle of the road and it made the local paper and I remember seeing this story and he had a black Jaguar XJR
2: which oh. I thought was rather good. That's
1: a kind of... Well, it's oh, a yeah. great car, but also it's a rather Nick Cave kind of car because it's got a whiff of the night about it somehow. Yeah, it's awesome. one of the, uh, yeah, one the, the old-shaped ones, one of the um, X350. Jag nerds will know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know what? I was hoping that we might talk about Formula One at some no. point oh, go on, go on. in this. Listen, F1's back this weekend... And has this new rule about no auto starts come in for this race? Is it? I, it, I believe is it this? is
2: from Belgium, from this next race, the new rule is in, yes, or new rules. Because it couldn't come at a better time for Lewis and Vico, who,
0: because they had two starts, got into a right mess, didn't they? And the Ferraris got away quicker than them. Mm-hmm. So if it's all neutralised by how clever you are with your right foot, then that should even up the championship. But I actually disagree with removing auto-starts from Formula One because... You can buy road cars now with the whole
1: automatic start thing. Well, yeah, well, but that's not the point, is it? But, but it way, seems
0: daft it, to me that Formula One car can't have something that you can buy in a road well, car. no,
1: no, because by that argument, you can buy machines that fire tennis balls extremely quickly at you, so why can't <laughs> tennis players use those instead of serving? I mean, just because the technology yeah, well, exists. doesn't mean you have
2: to... Yeah, oh, you, can, you, you, you can get cruise control on a road car. It doesn't yeah. mean you are using
1: cruise control yeah. on you an get, car, Technically, but, you can get active suspension on road cars, and that's been yeah. banned for an effort. Well,
2: but that is, actually... A valid argument for why you maybe should have active suspension mm. on race cars it's only because of cost mm. and ultimate speed isn't it but mm. they do that but what do
0: you think do you think they shouldn't have what do we call it launch
2: control I keep saying well, auto
0: start launch control well
2: hang on isn't it something a little bit more complicated they've tweaked the rules so that they can't adjust the bite point after the pit lane has opened, or something during that session? Uh, maybe you know something. More than me. It, this is what I remember from reading about it a while back, and I didn't read all the detail, but I seem to remember that it was about limiting how much you can change on the car setup. And changing the clutch bite point, adjusting it basically just shortly before you start, is part of tweaking your kind of start parameters so you mm. get a better start that's what i remember i think anything that puts more onus on the driver's skill at the start yeah is a good thing yes and it seems as if the detailed technical changes that they've introduced should do that whether teams will find other ways of getting around that because we know how good designers and engineers are at getting around little yes. rules introduced but on the face of it yeah i think it's a good idea how would you
0: get around it some a very clever software. You do something smart like engine mapping where for the first 10 minutes of the engine run sequence, if you position the throttle at a certain point, it will auto-start anyway. Do you know what I mean? They will come up with some... Well, there's
1: two ways, isn't there? There's one, there's the blatant cheating, which I suppose is what you're describing, sort of a bit naughty-naughty. And then there's the loophole where they're not technically breaking the rules, they've yeah. just found a loophole, which I think that's where F1 teams pride themselves on that sort yeah. of stuff. And we've seen all sorts of examples of it when yeah. then the loophole gets slammed Shut! Oh, they don't slam shut. Or eliminated doing, or whatever they do. Yeah. To loop Shield. Shield. Sealed, sealed, sutured, yeah, sutured, Glugged. plugged,
2: maybe. Yes, mm. Plug a they
1: hammer a big crooked bit of wood over the loophole, and yeah. then everyone has to think of something else. I do wonder whether the teams have people who are just dedicated to combing the rules because they're quite fiddly oh, and yeah. complicated, aren't Absolutely.
0: they? And, I think they called Flavia
1: Briatore aren't they? <laughs> Flav's rule reading service. Oh, no, no, no. You wouldn't understand what he told you about it. You'd probably <laughs> accidentally cheat <laughs> on the basis that. Well, he just kept saying bouncy, bouncy. <laughs> So we fitted it with springs, uh, but it turns out he just saw a pair of boobs go past. <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen. There are rumours that Bernie Eccleston has given the go-ahead to a Grand Prix to take place on the streets of Helsinki. So, are you excited about the possibility of Formula One coming, or actually in historical terms, returning to your homeland and uh, bringing the top level of motorsport to a nation that's produced so many talented drivers, such as you, and with the potential, of course, to inspire a new generation of young Finns to enter motor racing for themselves and bring further glories to your homeland as well as the prosperity and raised profile that F1 patronage can bring, along with, of course, the excitement and spectacle on the roads of a capital city. No. Steph, petrol, we Jones speed!
0: I was both amused, entertained, and intrigued to read this week that two teams had failed in their bid to become... F1 teams is that the right nomenclature they wanted to join F1 well
1: I think they can be F1 teams but they just won't be taking part in F1 yeah. their entry into the 2016 season has been
0: well actually can they be F1 teams back. and not take part because well, um, yeah, I think oh, burning yeah, controls right? in exactly. fact Haas who the successful bidder had to change the name of their team from Haas Formula 1 to on Bernie's assistance as far as I understand to horse F1 racing or something like that some very careful copyright subtlety thing that
1: Bernie jumped <laughs> Oh, wow.
2: even before they're in Formula hmm. 1 and this is America you can't be an F1 team without being in F1 I think that's fairly well, straightforward
1: like I, mean, I suppose if you built the cars and then just parked them outside the circuit and then just lent on them going right. yeah we could be in there but we don't want but it but then, yeah. you
2: know, then, then you're just some people with some cars yeah you're
1: not an F1 team <laughs> I suppose yes
2: this is fairly clear I think in order to be an F1 team you, you have, have to be a be team in F1, in F1. <laughs> that's the definition of an F1
0: it's team it's like me, I'm a football team I what? don't play football I'm not a team but I'm a football team but is what is? if a, f- uh, uh, yeah,
1: but no. Okay. But the, what I'm saying is, you know, if you built an F1 car and you had, I don't know, Jerome Ambrosio and someone else uh, that you'd hired for some reason. I take your point. You'd have all of the stuff. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it'd be, yeah you're right. I mean, it's been like me buying some extremely expensive carbon fiber golf clubs and some of those ridiculous trousers and going, "Yeah, I'm a professional golfer." And exactly. You know, well, yeah. No, you're not because you're not playing in the PGA Masters. <laughs> you're just pretending.
2: Yeah, you're potentially a professional golfer, just like those other people. But you are. You know that expression
1: which applies to a sort of all sorts of sports played by amateurs with all the kit, the, right. all the gear. No. One
2: idea yeah. i'm wondering so who, but
1: who were these folks yeah who, that's who right. were they who
2: would want to get into f1 and
0: the fia not yeah, an have, have not said who it is it's a bit like a closed bid isn't it they're not saying who these teams were mm. but have they said that one of them wasn't art or well, is that's, what yeah. that's what i heard yeah that's what i
2: heard but that's as much as i've heard because whoever these two were it wasn't art i'm wondering if it wasn't
0: art because it wasn't art but it was Jean Tot's son and the ART people who have put together a new team name, especially for Formula One, but didn't make the grade. But, oh, no, no, we're not uh, ART. This okay, sort a subjunct, as it were, a tertiary adjunct of Unimatrix ART, if you see what I'm getting at. In the way that Google and Alphabet, someone observed that the reason Google have created Alphabet <laughs> is so that the new breakdown of the firm means that the new firms can do stuff like sci-fi stuff, space, ships and evil because of course google can't do evil oh i see you, know what Absolutely. you see yeah, what yeah. i mean
2: yeah, yeah. i wonder if it's that there could be something in that i think you're right you know that's conceivable but i mean who else could it be if it was somebody like but audi had audi been thing, talked about it? as a potential yeah, yeah. entry but if yeah. audi wanted to be they'd have been
1: welcomed yeah with Obama, yeah, yeah. Bernie, but, So bernie, so it's bernie col- wants them to do it doesn't he yeah. would have prostrated himself sure. i forget now in fact didn't some high up at Volkswagen group had some complaints about F1 and Bernie said if me leaving is what it takes to get them in I'll do it there was some fairly sort of big sabre rattling nonsense well, that was going
2: w- on was that recent though, to yeah, be- yes it was last year or this year well because there was the long standing sort of kind of personal animosity between Bernie and uh, a well, senior W-H, yeah, yeah. who's gone there, now that he's so- g- yeah that removed one of the reasons for Audi so it's not Audi into the sport.
1: but they're so but- busy with the sport. Cars and oh, I find the GBs. Also, yeah, did they give reasons why these two bids weren't accepted? Well, the criteria were
0: staff, financial resources, technical competence. And I think butteriness was the fourth one. Yes, yeah, but <laughs> butteriness, but, strawberry spreadability, yes. Yes. Oh, straight out of the yeah. as well. Yeah, I, that's I always good. I can't remember what the fourth either. one was, but we'll say it was
1: butteriness, Flavor, and spreadability, texture. Yeah. swimsuit round.
0: And uh, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> so we can deduce that it was one of those elements, probably butteriness, that they failed on. Always. It's always, always. the best. Yeah. And I was wondering, what was the name of that Serbian bid for Formula One that we're going to use old Toyota chassis? Um, Toyota, Toyota. <laughs> Did that come what out of Yorkshire <laughs> like we <my> dad? <laughs> I you know, Serbian. What, what was his, or his or name? Ma- kind oh, of, ma- 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 uh,
1: I've ma- uh, gone blank now.
0: Yeah, me too. Ma- 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 I will uh, enter Formula One. Remember, what was he called? Stefan GP. That was it. No. It wasn't him again because he sort of bids every couple of years.
1: Yeah. It wasn't uh, Pro
0: Drive, was it? Your they've other...
1: got a fancy new building by the M40, so perhaps mm. maybe that's it. Building check. Oh, but butteriness. No. Yeah, they've got the no. It's <laughs> Very hard to spread. Look, it's tearing the toast. It would be absurd to think that really they're making a big fuss about rejecting these bids just so that they can charge more to people who really are coming in. Mm. If I go, well, there's a lot of demand. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Who who are the big international race teams at the moment that you might consider? Is it a GP2 team? Is it a Le Mans team? Is it an American IndyCar team? Oh, it's not Andretti, is it? Hey, haven't they gone bust? That's only a rumour. I'm not alleging that they have gone bust. You hear about that? Andretti are allegedly in deep financial... Then There's really? a court case going the, the, on about Well,
2: there was a bit of conflict in the Andretti family, wasn't yeah. there, I think? Uh, was it connected? Was it
0: connected um, that, one no? of his ex-managers, I believe, has filed a lawsuit against Andretti saying that they're insolvent or something. I'm not certain it wouldn't be Andretti. He didn't do very well as a driver in F1. He wouldn't no,
1: really like no. That's, that's Mind true. you, I mean, if you're talking about financial peril, uh, there's at least a couple of the teams in the current F1 field who aren't yeah. solvent it wouldn't be a word you'd necessarily apply to them unless it's the stuff they used to clean things. I mean, wouldn't,
2: yeah, wouldn't you just want to maybe wait for another team to go bust and yeah. buy them up? Wouldn't yeah. It be, well, uh, so I keep reading this when they're saying that Haas
1: slash Haas is coming in to make it 11 teams on the grid next year. And I keep thinking, Really? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I yeah, it could know. be 17 this year with like harsh. It's sort of, you know, the poor, weak-kneed old gazelle that's at the back of the pack and yeah. the, the lion's going to get it or yeah, one of those yeah, sort yeah. of runny, bitey animals. And, you know, there's a couple you think, oh, are you going to see it through the harsh winter? I don't know. If you were one of those
2: two potential entries... I mean, I struggle to think of anybody who would have deep enough pockets to really make a go of it.
1: Clowns. Um, they have very deep pockets. Because <laughs> of the size of their trousers, I think.
2: <laughs> Clown Formula One team.
1: Hold that thought. <laughs> and move on.
0: Yeah. Well, Aren't they called McLaren? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Very good.
1: Very, very, very,
0: very true. I don't know. Who else have we got? It's not a manufacturer. It's going to be a race team. Because they would say yes to any bloody manufacturer, wouldn't they? I think so, yeah. Hmm. Let's talk about Haas, because Haas have made two bonkers statements recently. First one is that they will secure their driver line-up by September, which is, you know, a matter of weeks away now. Mm. Really? And then they're talking, is it 10 drivers? That's September? what I read, yeah. 10,
1: I think.
0: Hulkenberg being one of them? Yeah, right. Hulkenberg's got Haas. Well, I would advise him against it. Let's put it that way. And the other ridiculous statement that they've made is that they will be competitive from the first race.
2: Ha <laughs> ha! How we laughed when we heard that <laughs> Well, you know, it would be a first if a team that has boldly said they're going to be competitive from the first race actually comes in and is competitive from mm. the first race. You know why they said that, don't you? Publicity? they've got to say
0: it. They've got to sound confident. Well, yeah, yes, even if they're not, they have to because of American.
2: Because of American sports culture, yeah. or because yeah, of, yeah.
1: because of American culture generally. I mean, they're a relentlessly optimistic nation. There's nothing wrong yep. with that per se, but sometimes it is setting you up for a fall, perhaps in the competitive arena of Formula One. Mm. But yeah, it's true. They wouldn't go. Do you know what? And actually, some teams do do things like this, don't they? Sometimes they'll go. Oh, we're not expecting to do well out of the box, and this is very much a learning season, and all those sort of. Things that people say, which is a way of going, yeah, we're going to bimble around the back because we know the engine doesn't work properly. McLaren again,
2: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, do I mean, has to, I mean yeah, they do have, they've That's got a very technical <laughs>
1: sorry
2: has to have a very good technical partner, you know, so there's, there's yeah, no reason to yeah. uh, think they've, they've got a You, know, you need more that, than that, though. Yes, you do. Well, it, you need are But it helps. Yeah. You
0: need a database. You need at least five years' experience in F1 before you can even tickle getting off the very back row, in my opinion. I wish them well. They're racing what's, by comparison, a really simple formula. NASCAR, the rules in NASCAR, and the gulf between. They have what, rules ha, in NASCAR? Well, there you go. <laughs> between yeah, the sprinkle and. Formula car overtakes
1: one. someone, drink a beer. <laughs> car gets overtaken, drink a beer. <laughs> hey, we know how to do NASCAR.
0: You know, I welcome an American team to Formula One. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's about time we had another. Love uh, to uh, one.
1: American team
2: there.
1: I hope their car is really like stars and stripes, really bright livery down it, but the whole car. Chrome. It's the American flag, and lots of chrome D. Detailing, chrome wheels. Rings. I want to go all out. Things. And when the car comes into the pit, they have to hastily move the hog roast out of the way. <laughs> do it properly, do it NASCAR style, give us some entertainment. And it doesn't matter if you're not competitive, just entertain us.
0: In that wonderful American way. If they fail, they're going to fail
1: with such
0: lack of dignity, it'll be beautiful. Let's see. Quantity of greetings to you is yet undefined communication approach, E. Hi, Ron. It's Jensen. Ah, driver unit two. Is it possible to facilitate some assistation towards yourself? How
2: can I help you? This news
0: is causing me a quantity of disappointmentational feelings. What? I'm disappointed. Oh right. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm detecting an element of your energy deficiency claims are within the parameters of the truthfulitude, and this situational undesirableness could be expediated by the suboptimal operation functionality regarding the racing apparatus. What? You're lying because you don't want to drive that crap car again. This telephonic communicational interface will be entered into the data subset for displeasurousness. A quantity of greetings to you. This is an impression of sub-optimised quality and fails to meet any quantitative benchmark for convincingationalness. What? I know it's you, Fernando. No, it's my mum. I mean, uh, I really can't. He really can't. I really can't. i for the rest of his season. Goodbye. Male reproduction organs contained within the scrotal sac. talk about the bid for the labor leader uh, at the moment which we were just having a discussion about very passionately or should we talk uh, about the car I've hey, been driving? Hey what have you been driving Gareth <laughs> I've been driving a left hand drive Volkswagen Corbin. No, no. Uh, I've been. <laughs> Actually, sounds like a mm, Volkswagen Corbin.
2: Volkswagen very traditional kind of vehicle, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, slightly, <laughs> uh, slightly rough handling But, uh, to the left. but it feels good and honest on the road. I think. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never be the
0: best selling car, will it? No. Yeah, you i never really crude own it, but do. It's, it's a handy
1: It's state controlled, so you suddenly find it's taking you to leagues. <laughs> you just don't want to go there.
0: Smaller side, has anyone other than me noticed the grill? on the Volkswagen Passat R. Is that what they call the sports version of the Passat at the moment? Have you seen it? I can't say I have. Bloody Um, hell it
1: looks good. It's a nice looking car, that
0: Passat. A Volkswagen Passat that looks fantastic and I'm amazing. I'm Did I
1: Because I, I borrowed an estate Passat to test and try. Uh, sure, try saying that there, again. There a lot of tease in that yeah. sentence, unexpectedly so. And yeah, it's, it's a fairly kind of ordinary car, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's one of those cars you just go, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. I wrote about this on Patch. It's one of those cars where you know it'll mostly be bought by fleet customers mm. and it'll be driven by people who get a company car and aren't quite entitled to an Audi, so it'll be driven with resentment. <laughs> and I felt sorry for the Passat on that basis, but mm. I think it's a hell of a handsome car. And do you know why? I think it's the proportions because they've taken the wheelbase out. The wheelbase is longer than the uh-huh. old Passat, and it gives it a very long wheelbase look uh-huh. relative to its overhangs, particularly mm. on the estate. So, the proportions are, if anything, almost slightly unusual, but in a uh-huh. very elegant, handsome way, and it looks very planted on the road. It's a terrifically understated, but rather nice looking car. A car which got my attention just through seeing one parked on the road. That's always
0: a good measure, isn't well, it? Well, you
1: know that thing I've, I've said on the show before there's cars that no matter how many times you've sort of seen one around, you still have another look at them. Yeah. Because there's something about them that just always catches your mm, eye. Just yeah, draws the end. The um, new um, Beetle gets me every time, starting with the wheels. See, I always have this weakness think- for Land Rover to. Discoveries, even though there's loads of them around, but every time I see one, I just go that's Because I think it's different as well, different to every other car on the road. Apart from that, because it's it's quite tall and massive. Uh, And the uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm starting to. When the Evoque came out, a friend of mine said, "Oh, that's going to date because it's too fashionable now." And I went, "I don't know. I think it's too well resolved a bit of design to date." But I'm starting to think maybe they are a bit passe. And they just no. facelifted it. I don't it's see. The fast- really facelift is incredibly yeah. subtle. It's a really nice looking car. Yeah. Spec dependent though as well. Because actually I quite like them when you see them in the smaller wheels. All one colour. Quite understated. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a sort of handsome normal car. It's not trying too hard to be mm. Victoria Beckhamised. Well, the opposite of that Passat for me was the car I just
0: spent the last couple of weeks driving. And that is, well, I've got to refer to the paperwork to get the name right. Because it's got quite a long old complicated name. They call it the Peugeot 308. SW, station wagon, 2-litre blue HDI 180, stop start, EU6 GT Auto. If you're going to give it its full <laughs> size on. <off. laughs> you know, 308 SW is That's a GT. list of options, surely. Come on, that's not the name of a car. That's the name of a car yeah. and a list of options. True enough. But, you see, the Passat is a car that I noticed. This is a car I have never even spotted existed. And it was offered to me. What? Really? I haven't... No, no, you like it. Really? And there was lots about the car I did like. There's some stuff I didn't like. But what I did like about it was it's a bit of a Q car. You know, a car which, exactly as described, I hadn't noticed it. I hadn't noticed it at all. It's a reasonably sprightly little thing that you would never know, because it doesn't
2: look... Kind of sneaks under the radar. It's exactly. unassuming, but yeah. it's, uh, it, doesn't it does a bit more than you expect. It doesn't have turbo written down the side anymore. <laughs> And it's quite
0: quick. I think it's uh, eight point six seconds north sixty-two, which is quite quick. It's fifty to seventy time is something like five point five seconds, so it's a bit more useful in the mid range. It's a bit expensive, twenty six grand for a focus sized sporting estate. Is that too much money? It's Richard, sort of
1: basically, that's twenty seven grand, isn't it? Twenty six, seven, ninety. I mean, is that what it costs? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit pricey, isn't that it? It's quite a lot, isn't it? This yeah. is top of the range, though. Yeah, um, so sounds something like someone's parents. Yeah, <laughs> Is it top of the range. Top of the <laughs> range. Oh, That's a snazzy car. Gaz top of the range. Very elegant. Well, no, so look, look at that picture what, there. The... If you're listening to this on uh, in black and white headphones, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pictures of a silver car in profile. This is quite good, isn't it? That's the, again, longer wheelbase than yep. sort of normal I would stretch say stretch to the tips you see, I, someone around the corner from me has got one of these and they only got it a few weeks ago and I noticed they've already managed to ding it twice just, yeah. maybe that's the long wheelbase
0: I hadn't noticed the 308 I may have seen 308 hatches on the road and thought nothing of them but when this thing I turned think they, up they
1: blend in a bit to
2: be honest they do don't think, they? they
0: but when this <laughs> thing turned up outside it made me go oh hang on a moment oh there's a bit going on here you know this is quite elegant so I think you're right the length of the wheelbase over the hatch has made a big difference
1: and it's... Oh, yeah. I've just spotted something, which, my God, I thought this cliché had gone away. Come on. Mm. This is a sort of press bump, isn't it? It says, points of interest, a refined design, a dynamic driving experience. Oh, yes, yes. 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 And then, innovative... Cockpit-inspired interior. Oh, yes. Cockpit-inspired. Oh, come on. <laughs> that died with SAR. <laughs> I guarantee, if you're a yeah. pilot and you've got into this car, you wouldn't go, bloody hell, it's like being in my plane. <laughs> yeah. It's like just like being in my Boeing 777. This is, is like it, an Airbus A380 in here, except nothing like it at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought the dash
0: was quite...
1: I like the dash in through yeah, I, mean, yeah. I I've driven I, the 308 hatch, and I thought the dash was
0: really nice, that very minimalist thing. I, I kept thinking... You know, would I have this or would I have the little Merc? What's the smaller Merc shooting brake? The, C, the uh, a, 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 CLA. C, C, CLA. Thank you. Yeah. Would I have that or would I have this? And I think there's not much in it, and that says mm. a lot for Peugeot, mm. who are a forgotten brand, to be honest.
1: What was the last Peugeot you drove, Richard? Do you remember? RCZR. Yeah? Yeah. I- Good car, yeah, not bad. But the Peugeot I drove before that was a three hundred eight. Well, quite a while ago now when it came out, and I really liked it. Lecky steering, uh, yes. How did you feel? Oh, it was all right with that funny sort of smallish wheel. Tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny. Which it makes it's funny as the effect of making the car feel more agile than it possibly is, which I think is deliberate. But yeah, but no, the thing is, and I know this is terrible because I've said this on the show before. Because I grew up with Peugeots and I learned to drive in a four hundred five, and oh. my dad had a succession of Peugeots, so I've always had a very great soft spot for Peugeots. And, and, and sort of starting with a three hundred seven, I just. Thought, they became rather dismal and leaden and mm-hmm. unpleasant to drive and not very pleasant to look at either. And so I suppose when I drove the 308 I went in with low expectations and then I found it a thoroughly pleasant car. I thought it well, rode quite nicely it drove pretty well. That very sort of minimal interior actually true. does work. It's fine it works really well. Um, the ride is sorry. delicious. Utterly utterly
0: Oh I bet it's delicious. even better in this day isn't it yeah. the wheelbase is a bit longer. You know the Great Orme in North Wales? Oh yeah. You know there used to be a Lombard RAC rally stage that went around it. There's a Private connecting road that you can drive around. That there's no speed limit on, that I was able to drive quite quickly on
1: in that car in sport mode. Hang on a minute. Are you sure there's no speed limit? Mm, I don't think there's any yeah, there roads in no, Britain with no speed limits. There are no, 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 no indicating. It's, it's a private limits.
2: road. Sure, mm. that's. Uh, oh, it was that, a private yeah, road. Yes, yeah.
1: that's, that's okay. Well no, hang on, it's not because the Birmingham M six toll road is a private road, but
0: But it's part what? of the motorway network and oh, the motorway oh, yeah. has a speed it's, limits. I, I just did, you know, I just wanted to make yeah. sure you're not gonna
1: get arrested next time you're there, but
0: I didn't break any speed limits, okay. I'm pretty sure. But I was able to drive swiftly around this lovely wiggly bit of track, and it was deeply, deeply satisfying for that. But one thing, you know you can put it in sport mode, which mm. does a number of things. The silliest of which is it gives you a readout of torque, BHP, and boost in the middle of the screen. Why? Why would you need that? Because it's fun.
1: Oh, okay, fair I mean, enough. I mean, I don't know. But also, they are I mean, fun, mean, I mean, not, I, a few cars, cars do these terrible. things. Uh, these, things uh, uh, these little gimmicks in sport mode, The run sport. Clio does it, and there's some other cars that do these things. And then they are quite amusing, but to the point of distraction, where you sort of, <laughs> like, oh, I wonder, what was that? I was driving? And it gave you all things. I mean, this on GTR does it, but this is something right. else where it shows you throttle position and all sorts of stuff mm. and the you know, percentage of throttle you're using and then, all this data is flashing up and you sometimes get quite bemused by it and then realise yeah. that you've you uh, driven the into a field yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah,
2: I mean, I mean wh- why do you need sport mode on in a state car well surely you don't you know no, it's, you, you it's, do. it's, it's just something that you might want and you know and having those bits of data it's just you know giving you some you come here so with
0: your saloon and coupé prejudices we estate car
2: fans like to go quickly sometimes when we're not going to be loading them back too well and it's more fun then if you can yeah. see how much boost you're producing and what your torque is but and, the, yeah, that's, the, it's feeding your brain it's making you it happier does. that's yeah. what it's doing yeah that's it fun. did
0: tickle me but the sport mode when you engage it loads up the lecky steering so It's a much heavier push, and I think that gives you again that sensation that you're going quicker than you actually are. Yeah,
1: I never like that. That's the thing I I do with those electric steering, because I think often when they weight them up, then they feel more artificial. And I hate when you can't select which things you want sportifying. You know, it's sort of BMW M cars. Oh, there is some. There is some. Everything is definable, so you can have the heaviest steering with the least aggressive throttle response. Mm. which yeah. is awful, or you have it the other way round. We yeah. actually keep the steering normal because it's well, well. This is the thing. I
2: mean, you know, there's a case for saying that the more you let the driver fiddle with the car, the more they can mess it up. more they can mess Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the
1: thing. But if you've only got sort of three or four things, and usually it's throttle response and it's steering, and then maybe it's so if it's got an auto or a paddle shift box, it's the speed that changes. Yeah. Or something. Well, or stiffness of the suspension is the other one, of course. I'm a
0: big fan of uh, turbo diesel and auto box. I think that's a great combo. Since Saab did it, in
1: really? Because what well, I was. Those is because you get the sort of innate like is it a torque converter box or a yeah. double clutch yeah so it's an old-fashioned kind of yeah because you know when you find that and i remember driving years ago an audi all road which i actually thought was so bad it was dangerous because when you link auto box with that natural kind of torque converter sort of wah, rubber band effect they call it and then you've got the off boost and the boost and things like that but you know you're trying to pull away from junctions and you're sort of like here we go are we going is anything happening and, then, and suddenly you go the box got six distinct stops on it with the paddles yeah. It was brilliant. If
0: you leave it to the box to sort out, it's not quite with you all the time. But Mm. if you select down all the time with a diesel, it's fantastic. What do they call it? It's got a funny name, something sick, something like the Raw 6. It's got an RAW6 or...
1: Um, it's not within the name, surprisingly, because yeah, every other word in the English language is the only thing name. <laughs> um, a little aside, though, on the Peugeot front, oh, yeah. Yeah. somebody down my street—I don't know where this has come from—I can't figure out if it's any of the neighbours—seems to have got a Peugeot one thousand and seven. You know, the one with the little sliding oh, yeah. doors.
0: He bought that car, did he? Well, that exactly. Peugeot, that's yeah. where
1: the one thousand and seven is at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and worse than that i walked past it and i noticed that it's not just anyone it's got the automated gearbox in it which wasn't an auto it was a single clutch automated manual gearbox hmm. the worst and wow. psa group were particularly terrible at these real kind of uh, uh, kind of changes and you just feel powerless to override them dreadful powertrain and a stupid car really heavy because of those doors so really slow just awful and every time I walk past it, I go, hmm, I wonder how bad that is these days. Because I remember it being terrible, but I'm consumed with this desire to have a go in it. Or just ring on the doorbell and say, excuse yeah. me, can just I... how terrible is your is car that? terrible? Cause it looks terrible. Go, cause, you know, no one ever admits they've bought a terrible car. So I go, no, it's brilliant. I go, well, can I have a go in it? <laughs> no, yeah, okay, no, I'm, I'm mesmerised by it keep thinking oh, sort of, i feel like it's sort of slipping into where it might be like a guilty pleasure where i'll go oh i yeah. really fancy one of those they're probably about 50 quid aren't they yeah well the like, 1, 1007 well, is 50 is, quid yeah, i'll that, go and offer that the one that's available 50 yeah, yeah. pounds for it
0: but you know i think there's a gulf of difference between the 1007 and the yeah of sort of
1: getting yeah. their mojo back i well,
0: was I so. I really you know so. we talk about surprise and delight features in a car you know, there's always something in a car that makes you go, "Oh, that's great! Oh, I, I like that!" Have you mm-hmm. never don't like the car. This car, I think, had no surprising delight features whatsoever, apart from the fact that it was a real surprise that this car was great because it, it looks pretty inane. It looked prettier when it turned up. Not a mm-hmm. car I'd ever noticed. Possibly the QSQ car I've driven in a long time. I I'm really impressed with it. I loved it. It was quite quick, but I think it felt quicker than it actually was. And if you want to keep your license and enjoy driving, that's the sort of car you want, isn't yeah, it? True. Yeah, true. Biggest flaw was that the ergonomics in the center console, you've got an electronic parking brake. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I could, I could, could never could...
2: work out how to use it. Yeah. I think five minutes before we gave the car back, I figured it out.
0: Yeah, it's automatic. It takes care of it for you. You don't need to think about it. That's what I know. But the switch was down there. Also, the switch for dynamic mode was there and the start-stop button, all within... A fat finger blunder of each other not once did i accidentally stop the car when i was going for the dynamic mode button not once did i put the handbrake on by mistake but there was that constant fear that i was going to do it and if i made any change to that car i would separate those in a different place but really if you ever see a little 308 gt tip your hat to it the sw the station wagon great little car but you know i like estates right So that ends my thesis on that car. And that ends this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed. Nice to be back after the summer holidays. We'll see you for another one soon. You've been listening to Zog. Goodbye. You've been listening to Richard. Goodbye. And in the gaps, me. See you. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Garrick Jones on Speed! <laughs>